to Expounded Universe, Season 5, Episode 9. Dank Hooves. The book, Red Harvest by Joe Schreiber. The year, 2012. With your hosts, Jeff and John. Chapters, I forgot. Let's go. Give me a big old teased hair, Darth. I feel like he might be a little on the anime side. He's a little anime. Let me ask you a question, John. How you doing? No, we're not doing that bidding. It's a real weird, but I'm still teabagging him. Welcome back to Expounded Universe, the Star Wars novel discussion podcast. I'm your host, Jeff, joined as always by your host, John, who is tonguing his microphone in a way that would make you throw up. Mm, yeah. Yeah, now he's making that porn kiss noise. That's the only place you find that particular type of gross kiss. That full open mouth, tongues out kiss. Yeah, that sword fight with your tongues type uh, yeah, kiss. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, I think you can also find it with like 13-year-olds, what don't know better. I don't know that you can, because I feel like I never was like, oh, that's how you kiss. How many dudes were you surrounded by when you were 13 specifically? Like uh, all? All I dudes? I mean, all dudes? Yeah. All the time, forever? Yeah, because you were- Well, going, that's not true. 14, yes. Yeah, oh, so at 13, you still had a chance. Yeah. Were you macking heavy in your 13th year? No. Okay, well, just checking. You never know. Someone, you never know. Some folks back heavy at from eighth an early grade age. could have been the heavy Mac years. Yeah, you could have been, you could have been burning in those Macs. Uh, but but uh, it's okay. It's all right. Uh, the the important thing is we established that porn is gross. Yes, like not gross morally. Fuck whoever you want in whatever situation you would like to. But just don't do that that weird porn kiss. Yeah, that porn kiss should just be banned. Yeah, get it out of here. Yeah, it's one of those things that happens in porn where I'm like, oh man, this is this is turning. This, this is, is really <laughs> taking me out of the moment. This is the opposite effect of what I wanted. <laughs> uh. Uh, and I can't imagine there's anyone who's super into that. Like most of the other things I don't like in porn, someone does. Someone's probably like, yeah, that's my thing. Yeah. Like that thing where the guy like puts his dick in a girl's mouth and then like hits his dick through her mouth. You know, like. I'm, I'm not- sorry. Are you saying that he punches her cheek with his fist? Well, not fist. It's more like. Dick it's, is- it's, it's more like slapping at it. Kind of going, oh, look at that. See, look at that. You can see where, you can see where it is in there. Huh? Huh? So and- now I've, I know about the like. The lollipop and about the, like, the slap, but not the, like, my dick is in there and then I'm just going to hit you. Yeah, it's not a hit exactly. I mean, it's not even, I, you know what, I don't know why we're talking about this. This is this is this way is way off topic. So off topic. What are we even doing? I'm just saying someone's probably into this gross thing. It's, yeah. not, it's not my jam. And someone but, listening right now was like, oh, you stop talking about my gross thing. <laughs> but the tongue sword fight, who, no one. Yeah. No one's, I, I assume it exists so that porn actors don't actually have to kiss each other. Yeah, well, I mean, actual kissing would be very difficult to frame and get in there. That's true. Although so, Hollywood manages to do it all the time. So well, yeah, but they can actually be like, all right, we're going to stop what we're doing. We're going to go for a close-up. We're going to do it. But with that, you'd have to be like, all right, now you two stop fucking so I can get a good picture. You that kissing. is how porn works. See, filling a five-minute porn scene takes like eight hours. Yeah, but to stop and be like, now we're going to get a nice kiss scene. I guess that's true. All right, so, sorry about all that. I don't know why we've been talking about porn so much. I don't know. It, I think it's you. It must be me. It's you. I'm, my hormones are all out of whack because I'm sick. Yeah, that's it. Thing is, I'm not even slightly horned up about this discussion. This is a clinical discussion oh, yeah. of porn with a friend. The way that, that is, you know, the co- most common way to discuss porn. Yeah, you know, when you're like, hey, what do you jerk it to? 
specifically. Be, get, get real into it. I mean, tell me your ins and outs, mm-hmm. if you will. You know what I mean? Ins yeah. and outs? Huh? <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, that's a great joke, but it doesn't apply to me. Most of my porn searches are for wet t-shirts. <laughs> Not even on people, just wet t-shirts. I just love wet t-shirts. <laughs> just a big old sloppy pile of wet t-shirts. Yeah, all of my fanfics I've ever written are called things like, dry or broken, what will Harry Potter do? <laughs> And the answer is, I don't know, vanish his shit somewhere. <laughs> vanish me poop him. <laughs> Avada Kaduki. <laughs> so uh, I hope both those spells work. Otherwise, otherwise, one of us is leaving a trail of shits all over Hogwarts. Oh, yeah. Just, just a big, stinky snail trail of shit. A bunch of ghosts and paintings all noticing. They're like, oh, look, Harry Potter has shat himself and he doesn't know how to get rid of it. Ooh, I can cast it, but I'm just a painting and I won't. Ooh. Oh, man. Okay, so. This is chapters something through something of Red Harvest. I think it's like 32 through 34. This is numbers through different numbers. Yeah, and we are opening this week. Well, first of all, where did we leave off last week? So last week when we left off, we had uh, Hestizo had done her super force power stop time nonsense. Mm -hmm. She went all like crowning glory moment. She went like, oh, I've got like my matrix thing where I do a spinning kick while everyone sits still. Yeah. And murdered a bunch of dudes, but was like, ooh, ooh, the library. That's where the orchid is coming from. And that's because uh, Scabrous had told uh, Dalis to send out a psychic thought in the orchid's voice turned out he's real good at that because it totally worked yeah so uh and we also had uh our little evil harry potter group in the sewers yeah rat and kendra kendra and what have you and they're fighting over lightsabers they had three lightsabers and then they found that wall of nonsense that the zombies were making in the video they saw Mm -hmm. and that's where we left off yep now we start back up at dale liss himself the mighty netty tree monster what operates the library of this Sith Academy. Now, it turns out, during the last episode, we had thought that Scabrous had just, like, clawed a chunk out of Dale Liss. Yeah. Turns out, no, he took a big old bite of tree. Yeah, he took a big old tree-flavored makeout session with Dale Liss's face. Yeah, he just got a big old mouthful of that Kashi Good Friends. <laughs> oh, this guy tastes like grape nuts. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> This is super unpleasant. Is this what it's like to be vegan? <laughs> Just eating a tree's face? And uh, we, if you were wondering, can zombie sickness infect a plant? Well, I mean, it's part plant, so obviously it was going to be able to get plants. Yeah. The real question is, can it get bug people? The real question we get some is, verpine in can here. it get funky? I'm sure it can get funky. It, can, it, it has the rhythm and, and moves of hundreds of Sith students at this point. Some of those folks were super fly. <laughs> some so, of them. Th- so there's no doubt in my mind that all those zombies are down to bust a move if the situation presents itself. Yeah. Well, I mean, should someone start, I don't know, perhaps singing Thriller? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they'd be ready. All those zombies are prepped for if anyone sings Thriller. They are ready to go. Or any other song where monsters dance around to it, like you know, uh, Monster Mash, uh, Heads Will Roll by the Yeah Yeah Yeahs, yeah, any one of those. They're, fashion they're, zombies, fashion zombies. Good, good call. Yeah, so they are all set for any one of these. Yeah. Uh, so Daleus is currently infected with the sickness. Ooh, ah, 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 ah. I, I heard infected with in a pause, and I was all set to do like a poison. And then I was like, no, no one remembers the X-Men soundtrack. I don't need to. The X-Men soundtrack? Uh, yeah. Get out of here. Yeah, it was infected with a poison. It's probably a chemical brother song or a 
Dust Brothers or some kind of early techno brothers. Some kind of brothers. Some kind of... They're just, just, just two brothers. Two brothers. <laughs> making techno about poison. So, Dillis is currently burning this mother down. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I love this scene because Dalis is basically gleeful. He's pretty much infected by the sickness, and he is burning down his own library for fun because apparently the zombie plague doesn't get the tree guy in quite the same way. Yeah, I was like, oh, I guess because the tree guy isn't quite the same biologically. Mm-hmm. Instead of it being like, ooh, you want to go bite people or do whatever, is like, oh, you're a plant guy. What I will do, however, is make it so that Whatever you wanted, you're like, oh, no, it's time to burn it all down. Yeah. Like, he is just taking hollow books and, like, ancient scrolls and whatnot and just throwing them in a bonfire. Let's talk about how there's a scene in this in this description uh, of him using, like, a, a tree tentacle or whatever to hurl a whole bunch of hollow books into a fire. And then it's like, and the fire burns even hotter. And I'm like, does it? Are hollow books made of wood? Does it, though? I think because... The reason books burn so good is because they're made of flammable material. I mean, maybe the chemicals in the hollow book are like, ooh, this goes up real good. Maybe they put some gasoline in them just so that you can burn them. Oh, yeah. I well, mean, they're Star gas-powered Wars. books. They're gas-powered hollow books. Gas-powered book. Never run out of gas. Got a two-stroke engine on the side of this copy of On Golden Pond. <laughs> that catcher in the rye got a Hemi? <laughs> it's got overhead cams. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Yeah, I I think I think it's just some sort of chemical in there. Like whatever they use to make holograms is very flammable. Oh, it's uh, it's mostly sodium. Mostly sodium. It's sodium chloride. They use salt. Holograms are salt powered. That's right. You heard it here first. Salt I'm, crystals. Well, hold on. Salt's not especially flammable, though. No, it isn't. You have to get it to like 800 degrees before it'll melt, and even then it'll just start spitting out all kinds of poisons. Yeah, same. So, I think two kinds of poisons, actually. Uh, so, yeah, you definitely... Well, are you infected? Uh, you know poison? what? The worst part about that is after I went through all that rigmarole about it being on the X-Men soundtrack and being in... in, in infected with a poison i remember that it's on the blade soundtrack and it's injected with a poison well this is garbage i know out of here i know i don't like you anymore think about think about the number of tweets we've received in the minutes between those two things Mm -hmm. yeah a couple of folks had to get out get right onto twitter like it's injected with a poison dummy god how could you not know your blade soundtracks from your x-men soundtracks they're separated by two whole years The the musical shift in that time was vast. I feel like there might be one or two songs that are on both. I mean, to be honest, the Blade soundtrack is like 12 really good kind of grindcore, horror rap numbers, I mean, and then like three really good techno bits at the end. To be clear, Blade, top to bottom, unimpeachable. It's a, it gra- is, it's a great film. It is great. The soundtrack, I don't know if you ever actually listened to the soundtrack, like what, just the whole, the whole disc. Just sat down and yeah. listened to it? It's not, um, it's very samey. For most of it, it's just not... I mean, it works really well in terms of the film. Yeah. Although, to be fair, most of the songs on the soundtrack are not in the film. That's fine. They're just some some rap stuff that they picked up because it was inspired by it. The songs you remember from Blade are all on the soundtrack as well. At the very end, you know, that do 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 That's on there. Oh, the do 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 The dude. Yeah. It's good. You know, that's on. do 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 looking out my back door. I often forget how much Creedence was on in the first Blade movie. Yeah. When you're just sitting there and he's like, I'm going to kill these zombies. And all of a sudden it's like, angel, fish, and elephants are playing in the wind. None of that was right. I love it. I want to take a piss on a flying train. Do do do. Ah, Blade, you've come to us. 
For final battle, well, if you have a nickel, better lay that money down. All <laughs> uh, uh, right. So anyway, where were we? Dale S. is burning all of his hollow books, and apparently hollow books are gas-powered. Yeah. And I, I really love the description in this again of, like, the sickness is just making Dale Liss get all fucked up and weird like all of his roots start curling in on themselves mm-hmm. and there's like black sap yeah he's like draining out black evil fluid all over the ground yeah and he's his like once friendly eyes have turned into like these little barky slits and he's he's just burning the world down like, like he, well some men just some trees just want to watch the world burn yeah, good. You got it out there. I got eventually. it out there. After a whole bunch of shenanigans and stuttering and bullshit. Yeah, that was good. Decided halfway through to do the accent. Yeah, you're like, yeah. oh, wait a minute. Hold on. This Hang is, on. Let this me is back Mar- this up. And oh, Marco Kane. Uh, <laughs> wait, you're Marco Kane? This is Marco Kane. <laughs> oh, okay. Hi. Hey, don't touch that. That's Marco Kane. Well, I'm Marco, comma, Kane. I'm, uh, I'm the juggernaut. <laughs> Bitch. <laughs> Using the biblical way of addressing. Wait, no, no. The librarian's way of addressing myself. <laughs> The librarian's way of addressing myself. <laughs> you know what I mean, because we're talking about a library tree. Yeah, yeah. great. Uh-huh. Yeah, it, uh-huh. All, it all comes together. It all circles back around. Anyway, he's yelling at Hestizo using the force. He's like, hey, come here. I'm the orchid. Hey, you- come here. I'm an orchid. <laughs> I'm, I'm that orchid you like. Hey, you know <laughs> that orchid you're so keen on? Well, get a load of this. <laughs> Look, wait till they get a load of me, that we orchid. We live in a society. Bottom text. <laughs> So he he realizes after a couple of minutes of yelling in the orchid voice he's surprisingly good at that uh, he's already won. Hestizo's on her way. Yeah. So he's like, okay, well, I'm going to get back to burning books then. Time to get back. And I also like that it's not just the library. He's like, oh, yeah, there's an entire galaxy of fuel, and I'm going to burn everything. How's he going to get off planet? I, I think he just isn't. No. I think at that point he is the sickness. Yeah, so he's just like, sweet, I'm part of this whole collective of zombies. We're going to get off planet and go melt people. Yeah, he's just really into destruction, essentially. I like that Dalis seems to be the first one we've seen the interior thoughts of during the zombie process, who gets to kind of keep himself. Like, he's on board. I mean, the sickness is like, yeah, eventually we're going to take you over, but for now, go burn down your library. I will. I feel like that's just the expression of it. Like, I don't think at any point you're going to get, like, zombie tree running around eating people yeah i think it's just gonna be like oh the destructive urge that you would have in the zombies is just translated into pure destruction in him i mean i'm not putting it past the book at a certain point hestizo is going to make her way to the library and i'm kind of hoping when she does there'll be some sith following her or something who will get eaten by the tree yeah we'll have a nice evil dead moment Mm -hmm. it'll be great yeah so anyway that's pretty much all that's happened it's only a two-page chapter yeah Uh, he's burning things down he's gone all gleeful and he's gone crazy Meanwhile, we go. We get to go back and check in on uh, Kendra, Raat, Hartwig, and Mags. Yarp. Hartwig is very Harry Potter. It's true. It very much. Is. I mean, Mags and Hartwig are very Harry Potter. Yeah. Honestly, you know, everyone but Raat. Ra- yeah, you got Kendra feels about right, provided that she had a last name that was, you know, you know Sparkle Bottoms. Yeah, or some, some kind of compound word. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Kendra Venus Flytrap. That's too many. <laughs> that's, that's too many. That's too many, too many words. Try again. <laughs> Pugsley? Yeah, it's fine. That's okay. Puntlebees? Puntlebees. Oh, I shop at Puntlebees. Oh, Puntlebees has the best. <laughs> That's my father's store. He owns it. He is Jingrid Puntlebees. <laughs> Jingrid Puntlebee. Yeah. Why That's, not? I like it. I'm on board. 
Yeah, does he uh, does he just take shits wherever he oh, is? Oh, obviously. He's old-fashioned. <laughs> He's super old-fashioned, that Jane He doesn't believe in toilets. There's no toilets in the store. No public toilets, says the sign on the store. Just shit wherever. <laughs> shit where you gotta. Yeah. Uh, we have a stock boy who walks around vanishing them, so, you know, ev- that's that's a service we offer you. <laughs> yeah. If you happen to have forgotten your wand at home, <laughs> then we will vanish your shit for you. <laughs> it's God. like validating parking, you just gotta ask. That tweet, or Pottermore thing, or whatever. Yeah, that Pottermore tweet is... It's never gonna stop giving, is it? It has legs it's, it's and the, shit running down them. <laughs> so good. How many poor kids do you think in their first year realized they were squibs because they had shit in their pants? I mean, how many first year muggleborns were just like, I do what now? <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Did, did you where where's the toilet? Oh no, we don't use toilets here because otherwise someone might find some of the secret rooms. So just shit yourself. I'm sorry, I do what now? <laughs> just you know, just open up your bowels while you're walking around and just dump out. Uh you can do it at full speed if you want. Go running. <laughs> Apparently, the spell doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Well, you got liquid, you got solid, huh? you mm-hmm. got a big duke, you got a little duke. Just vanish that nonsense. It's fine. Where does it go? <laughs> well, it just turns invisible. Yeah, it's just, it's, it, it vanishes in that you can't see it. That's exactly. People are constantly <laughs> slip sliding around Hogwarts. The first time I read it, that was what I thought it, she meant. She's like, yeah, they vanished their poops. And I was like, that's not great. Vanishes. I mean, you're still going to smell that. <laughs> yeah, there's no mistaking poop that's not there. I mean, it, you can you can smell it, you can step in it. My thought was like, oh, do they have just, you know, like a pit somewhere where everyone's teleporting their poop to? And if they do, why aren't you just shitting in that hole? <laughs> well, maybe the people who can't vanish their poop-ups uh, have, to, have yeah, to go to the, the hole. First, the first-year muggle-borns are like, I gotta go shit in the vanishing hole. <laughs> Hagrid has to lead the kids on a field trip to it. All right, we're gonna go shit in the hole, Harry. That's the only place I can shit. <laughs> oh, I'm not allowed to use my magic. I gotta shit in a hole. <laughs> Or in this dragon's mouth. <laughs> All right. <laughs> He'll burn it away, he will. Oh, burn that poopum. <laughs> That's how I stay warm on many a winter's night. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everybody. We're sorry. Jesus Christ. Uh, anyway, Kendra and the, and the gang. And Kendra, Raat, and Crab and Goyle are running around in the sewers, and they're at the wall. Mm-hmm. And they're basically barfing because the oh, wall yeah. smells bad. The wall is like... Half trash and half body parts. Yeah, and it's held together with a cement made of zombie barf blood. Yeah, it's just like, oh, what's this? Uh, you know, like partially digested meat and blood is the cement that's holding together these bones and doors. So this nasty grody wall, no one wants it, and and uh, it's never going to happen. We're ne- we're never going to have this nasty grody wall. No, no one wants it. No one wants a wall. Who? Who paid for this chunky wall? <laughs> Certainly not Zombie Mexico. <laughs> oh, Zombie Mexico. <laughs> uh, sorry. I'm sorry, it's Vampire Mexico. <laughs> oh, right, I forgot my palladium. How dare I? So they are just trying their goddamnedest to not barf all over the place when they get to this wall. Yeah. And their big plan is, let's use lightsabers to cut chunks out of it so we can get past it. Yeah, there's a point where they have to examine the wall and they're like, what is this thing anyway? And Rat's like, well, I'm pretty sure that's a shin bone. Yeah, and he's like, 
I think it's, and then he stops and goes, I was going to say partially digested, but I don't think I want to say that. I'm like, well, at this point, why not, right? I mean, this is a gross situation in which you have found yourself. You might as well revel in it. Like, if you haven't already vomited at this point, like, I think you've got it under control. And if you do have to vomit, vomit on the wall, because we're trying to get something done here. If you're going to spew, spew into this. What does he offer him? It was like a little cup or something, Yeah, it's like a little Dixie cup. Yeah, it was not going to work. Yeah, no. It was an insufficient spew receptacle. Indeed. The average puke will fit inside of a, a, a upturned baseball hat. <laughs> the average puke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if you if you need to puke, find an upturned baseball hat and puke into that. Yeah, I mean, and, Wayne's got one. Yeah, and then Rally. Yeah, Rally, yeah. Wayne was all set. Wayne was set. Mm-hmm. And if he didn't puke into his hat, they still had a gun rack. <laughs> what am I going to do with a gun rack? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's got a puke receptacle, too. <laughs> it's both. I thought ahead, Wayne. This is our most modest puke receptacle. Man, who played that woman who Wayne was not interested in anyway? I do not know, and I love it. Yeah. Anyway, the four of them are like, what the hell is this all about? This wall is nasty and stinky. And then Rat, with his supernatural dark side senses or whatever, senses movement in the corner. He's like, hey, everybody, look out. And out comes... A fifth year. Uh, yeah, and I believe he is uh, a member of Hootie and the Blowfish. Oh? Yeah, his name is Rucker. Oh, hey, yeah, that's right. It yeah. is. <laughs> so so Darius Rucker, the uh, the Sith zombie, comes on out. I hate that in my mind I was like, his name wasn't Darius. <laughs> I, I just didn't complete it. Didn't go far enough on that thought. <laughs> it's okay. For a second, I bet you were like, oh my God, does Jeff know the names of anyone else in that Yeah, band? I was like, wait a minute. Are you going to tell me you know the drummer from Hootie and the Blowfish all of a sudden? <laughs> of course not. <laughs> Who could possibly know that? Yeah. Darius Rucker doesn't know that. That drummer doesn't know that. <laughs> Wait a minute, I was in what now? <laughs> Hootie and the Who? <laughs> so, out comes this zombie, and it just sort of ignores them, mm-hmm. because it has a horrible, distended belly full of goop that it needs to vomit onto the wall to make more zombie cement. I think my favorite description of this disgusting zombie, because it comes pile out, and, and yeah, its stomach's completely full because it's been eating nonsense to make cement in its belly, but they're like, this Rucker student is completely naked, except he has black shorts on. And I was like, oh, okay, so completely naked. Oh, no, he's got a zombie dick hanging around, but he's got black shorts on. Okay, I feel better. All right. But they're open in the front. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it was a real roller coaster there. <laughs> Oh, no, his wiener, his wiener again. <laughs> oh, no. But it's covered by the huge gut he has right now because he's eating so much zombie cement. Okay, all right, that's Now great. he vomits all of it out. <laughs> oh, God, God damn it. <laughs> no, it's got vomit on it. There's vomit on his wiener already. Mom's Spaghetti. <laughs> Mom's Spaghetti. Yeah. Is Spaghetti another last name from Hogwarts? <laughs> yeah, Spaghetti. I'm Rita Spaghetti. <laughs> all right. Uh, Here to talk about your sheeter. So Sheeter's broke. <laughs> so so Rucker is basically a zombie that's been set to resource gathering mode. He's basically like a like a hive drone from from StarCraft and they've left him building this wall. Yeah, he's just going back and forth between a pile of resources and this. Uh-huh. And so he builds the wall slowly and and they're like, "What the hell?" And then he notices them and he kind of does the he's whole like, "Oh yeah. Hey, hey I'm, I'm out of material. Your material. Let's go for it." Yeah, all scream and run over there. And they combined forces does all these Jedi who have lightsaber Sith who have lightsabers and they chop him up real good. Yeah, they uh like Mags cuts his legs off, Kendra cuts his head off, and then Rat slices him in two. Yeah. So he gets he gets very chopped. Yeah. 
So he has been just quartered at this point. Yeah, there's chunks of him just sort of dripping on the floor, and it sucks. Flippity-flopping everywhere. Yeah, and they're like, okay, well, now what? Well, we got to cut through this wall and keep going. All right, let's do that. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. There's like a dozen more zombies. Yeah, so they get attacked by a whole bunch of zombos. Uh, all the Sith students come come screaming and charging into the room, and we get get that great description about how their scream causes headaches and stuff. And like these aren't just zombies; there's all kinds of shit that they're doing at the same time. Yeah, they're they're a very psychological warfare driven faction of. Yeah, of at this Monster. point, it it feels like. <sighs> okay, this is going to be a weird reference. Okay, you know the brain rats from Sigil. Yes, I do. Yeah. And how they get smarter the more of them there are around. Yeah, yeah. Uh they they work by basically yeah, exactly. Like a hive saying. mind that instead of it just being one controlling mind, it's the mind gets more better the more minds are attached to it. Yeah, yeah. So that's basically what I'm picturing here is the more zombies you have, the more intelligent the organism that is the zombies can work. In fact, more zombies means more human. <laughs> more humans. <laughs> I, I, I keep getting that humanity-centric thing. Like, when they would notice the human shin bone in the pile, they were like, is that he- a human shin bone? And I kind of wanted Rat to be like, nah, it's Abrak. <laughs> nah. It's it's uh, it's Verpine. It's a Verpine shin bone. Don't they have exoskeletons? Yeah, 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 yeah. Shut up. Shut up. You, 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 quit being so humanocentric. This is Star Wars. You anthropocentric bag of dicks. God damn. You know, I'm half Zabrak on my mother's side. <laughs> yeah, obviously. Yeah, and on my father's side, I'm Wookiee. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, Good. I am. Yeah. yeah, that explains a lot. Yeah, that's why I'm shaved consistently. Yeah. Consistently shaving. Except in the face area. Yeah. So, pushing forward, uh, this they, they try to start chopping through the wall. They can't. They get attacked by zombies, and it's horrible. And they start fighting them. And rats going all crazy and fighting zombies, doing real good. Yeah, uh, and they basically set uh, Crab and Goyle to go take care of the wall while Kendra and Rat try and hold them off. Yes. And it kind of works. The two of them are chopping down zombies left and right. They're doing a fairly good job of staying alive. But slowly, they start to lose. And eventually, uh, Rat, while he's fending them off, feels horrible pain in his right arm and looks down. And there is a zombie latched onto his arm. Yep, he gets bit. And that's the end of old poor Rat. Or well, will I mean, be not yet. We'll sue him. But, I mean, it, inevitably, this means the end of poor old Rat. Yeah. I mean, you're... It's like halfway through the chapter, and Rat gets bit, and you're like, "Oh man! Oh, gee. a dude we've had since the beginning." I know this guy survived like three chapters. <laughs> well, this poor bastard. So, so Rat gets bit, but he keeps fighting, and he fights off a bunch of zombies. Yeah, Kendra slices the zombie off of his arm. Yeah, and just when it looks like all hope is lost, in comes Mags, and Mags is all kinds of crazy looking. Like he's got like veins all over his head that are bursting and he looks just nuts and and force lightning fills the room yep and they're like wait a minute fucking mags can't do force light lightning that's a sith master thing yeah and of course he's not it's i think he just got away master what's his nuts Hracken. 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 release the Hracken. and Hracken is now uh just sith lightninging these zombies a lot. Yeah, he just starts blowing them all up, which, honestly, Sith Lightning feels like the right choice here. Yeah, because it'll burn them. You don't get near them. Yeah, it'll burn them to the point where they ain't got muscles that work anymore, and they'll stop coming at you. And that's, I mean, we get a description after uh, he, like, just blasts them a lot, where some of them, their eyeballs have straight melted out of their heads so they can't see. Mm-hmm. A lot of them have just, like, melted 
muscles and skin, and they're trying to move, but they just don't have the ability to. Yeah, Force Lightning is ju- is definitely the shit. It's the way to go. Yeah. But Hraken manages to kill most of the zombies in the room. Uh, there's a little bit of cleanup with lightsabers, and then they're done. They've, they've finished the fight. Indeed. Uh, now, at this point, they're like, all right, well, okay, it's time to regroup and figure out what what to do next. And then Kendra's like, uh... Hey, Rat. Rat, you clearly got bit by a zombie in there. And he's like, I'm not owned. I'm not owned. And he slowly shrinks and turns into a corn cob. <laughs> Thank you, Drill. Uh, he he is like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. And he starts reaching Look, for- I can I can fight with my left arm instead, not yeah. really understanding that they're not worried about your arm not working. I know. this is. Well, I think he's just trying to stave off the inevitable. But, but like, he's like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. He starts wrapping a bandage around it and showing that he can still swing a lightsaber with his left hand. And then he gets hit by a pulse of the sickness. And he's like, "Look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna help with the wall." And he starts like cutting off chunks of wall. And he's like, "Look, it's fine. Look, look, I'm cool. Everything's I'm cool, guys. Cool, guys. Uh, yeah." And then eventually, the thing that gets him, which is another little interesting twist mm-hmm. on the uh, the sickness, uh, like the lore of it, is he's basically just dying, but he's still in control. Until he tries to use the Force. Mm -hmm. Once he reaches out to use the Force, instead of finding that, he pretty much finds the sickness. Mm -hmm. So he reaches out and he's like, oh, I know, I'll I'll put the Force in me to give me strength. Mm -hmm. And then instead he's like, oops-a-daisies, I'm a zombie now. Yeah, so he gets he starts screaming because he gets turning he's slowly turning into a zombie, and he's having that same internal argument with the sickness that everyone else does, where he's like, "I don't want this to happen." It's like, "Ha ha, I own you, ha ha, bitch, you mine." Yeah, I own you, body and soul. You're a zombie now, and then it causes his heart to explode. Yeah, he he says he can see a skeletal hand reach around his heart and like grab it and destroy it and. Everyone sees it differently. The sickness affects everyone in a different way. Remember, it was uh, it was uh, Scabrous who sees it as a giant mouth opening up in his stomach. Yeah, there's a lot of weird nonsense yeah. that goes on here. Yeah, so so he gets uh, he's, he starts dropping to his knees and screaming, and then everyone else walks over to him, and Hracken blows his head up with force lightning. Yeah. They're like, okie dokie. Goodbye, Ra'at. And blows him up. Blazap. Yep, and that's the end of Ra'at. Uh, you know we gotta we gotta pour one out for Rat. He lasted a couple of chapters. Hey, he lasted from the beginning of the book. Yeah, this guy's been around. He is one of the starting characters that we got introduced to, and yeah. he managed to live until now. Yeah, he got outlived by Mags and Hartwig. That's real sad. Yeah, I mean not for very long, but still. But still, yeah. You're like, oh, dude, you you managed to get survived by Crab and Goyle. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, the the four remaining people, Kraken, Mags, Hartwig, and Kindra, make their way up and out of the, the sewers. Yeah, well, do not they? yet. The, uh, well, it's in the next chapter they do. Right. It kind of ends on Rat blowing up. Yeah, yeah, because we have to go see what's up with Tolk first. What's up with Tolk? It turns out. and this Tolk's was, an asshole. This was a surprise to me. Tolk just didn't go to the library. He was like, nah, I don't want to. Yeah, so we get a solo Tolk, and his inner monologue is, is fine. I mean, I don't owe a Jedi nothing. Yeah. She might have saved my life, but I probably saved her life. We're fine. We're even. Yeah. She can go to the library by herself. I'm going to wander away. Yeah. So Tolk is off in the snow by himself. Like uh, a goddamned moron. Like an idiot. Yeah. He's he's left aside that Jedi with cool Jedi powers so he can go wandering around in the snow. Yeah. Twice now, he has seen uh, Hestizo either destroy zombies through weird plant uh telepathy or 
just having bullet time and murdering everything. And he has decided, oh, I'll have a better chance of wading through a entire academy of zombies by myself, apparently. Yeah, well, I think he's just a lifelong asshole. Like, he's a registered asshole. Yeah. Like, when well, he comes down to the planet, he has to go around to various buildings and inform people that he's an asshole. I mean, I understand that he's like, oh, what I'm trying to do is just to get off planet. I don't need to go to a library. I don't give a shit about an orchid. I want to leave, and that's the best plan, is to get off planet. Yeah. But even then... The idea that he wouldn't just be like, eh, maybe, maybe strength in numbers. But of course, he's one of those, I am a mighty hunter. It's a long walk, is really what it comes down to. It's a long walk back to his ship. Yeah, it's a, it's a long road out of hell. Yeah, and it's a long road to Tipperary as well. Yeah. So, uh, he... And why did he park his car at Tipperary? Uh, well, he didn't even park, remember? He crashed. Like, like a weirdo. Like some kind of asshole. Like he on like purpose. some kind of registered asshole. Some kind of registered asshole with a ship he shouldn't have. Because he crashed it instead of landing it, even though there was nothing wrong at the time. Indeed. He was just like, and we're done. <laughs> just... What is this, Launchpad McQuack of space? Yes. I can set this down safely for you, Mr. D. Oh, never mind. I crashed it into a building. Come on up here, doofus. Let's be the worst characters. <laughs> uh, don't lump in Launchpad with doofus. How dare you? At least, you know, it, it's a long distance between the two of them. But, you I know, mean, if you're going to lump people in with doofus, you take Bubba first. You know what? Bubba is a pretty good choice. Uncle Scooge. <laughs> Uncle Scooge. <laughs> By the way, the Uncle Scooge is also a move I do not like watching in porn. All... <laughs> Also, another <laughs> spell from Hogwarts, Unka Scooge. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's for when those Hufflepuff group masturbation sessions are over. Oh, that's yeah, they're they, like, well, they... we got to get rid of all this Scooge. <laughs> Unka Scooge. <laughs> what the hell happened to Hogwarts? Every time, Rowling is like, I better inform people of what's going on in the wizarding world. Well, it turns out everyone's jerking off together. I'm like, why? Stop it, why? I almost kind of want to just use this free access to her for questions that she has given the world to ruin the whole thing and ask her questions where she'll give us terrible answers. You know, like, like, oh, dear J.K. Rowling, I'm so curious about Hogwarts. Is it wheelchair accessible? <laughs> Please ruin everything for <laughs> and watch me. Her, and watch her just tear that down. Oh, no, there's no people in wheelchairs in the Wizarding World. Oh, no, no one. If you, if you were in a wheelchair, you were either fixed magically or killed. Or turned into a house elf. That's that's how it works. How that's where house elves come from. <laughs> They're the crippled. Oh, I'm J.K. Rowling. <laughs> I'm the author you wish was dead. <laughs> Remember when I used to be kind of progressive? Goodbye. <laughs> Vanish me, poop him. Oh, oh, what a kadooki! <laughs> then she just disappears. <laughs> Uncle Scooch. <laughs> oh, God damn it! All right. So anyway, uh. Where are we? Tolk. Tolk is wandering around in the snow, and he comes across an entrance to a cave or something. It's it's shrouded in snow, and written on, like, graffitied onto the wall out there, like a sign or something, it says, The Pain Pipe. Welcome to the Pain Pipe. Welcome to the Pain Pipe. We got fun in games. <laughs> uh, so, he's like, The Pain Pipe? The shit is this. And he goes in there, because he's dumb. And, uh... Incoming, lots of dudes. Yeah, lots of Zimbos in here. Now, the pain pipe is basically the Sith danger room. Yeah, I mean, we've already seen Ra'at do his jumpy jumps in the danger room. Yeah. 
Uh, so the pain pipe is the room where all of the big spinny blades and pokey sticks and laser wires and what have you come out of all the walls and attack you. Yeah, it's it's how the Sith trained to fight the Sentinels. So he walks in and he gets a good look around and before the zombies come. And he's like, what the shit is this? It's like some kind of training thing? Fine, whatever. And then sure enough, here come like a dozen boys. <laughs> and, I mean, to his credit, he manages to, with his bow, immediately through the middle of the face skewer two zombies and like puncture them into the wall yeah he staples two zombies to the wall with his bow uh and then he gets in there and starts trying to mix it up with the other ones but he's realizing real fast that he's going to get outnumbered and we get some descriptions of how he thinks and operates here they're like ah the whip hid brain is genetically engineered to be the perfect killer of course it is just like every other perfect killer yeah uh, and he's like well fuck this so he kind of vaults up. <laughs> yes, indeed. My perfect brain says, fuck this. So he kind of vaults up into the control room, which he has to claw his way in by using one of his big old whiphead talons to say, to cut through the, win- the window. I, there's the way it describes this, where it's like, oh yeah, and then he like flips up onto some of the beams up here and he like runs over to the thing and I go, have you seen what a whiphead looks like? Are you sure that's what he does? I feel like Whippet is one of those species where they, they go off the art from the RPGs instead of what the, the one that there was in the movies looks like. Even the RPG art, I'm like, are you sure that's what it does? Because it basically looks like you told me a cow just jumped on top and started doing parkour. Yeah, kind of like if a Yeti had less points of articulation yeah. and a pig face. It's got hooved feet. <laughs> yeah. Like, what... That's what? the. I mean, how did it choke that that, that Wall Venus guy so many chapters ago with its big nasty stanky feet? It wasn't Wall. It was uh, it was Hestizo. Yeah, Hestizo. I mean, choked her out with his big nasty sweaty stank feet, and he's they've got hooves. Yeah, well, they got stank hooves. They've got big stank. But that you can't choke someone out with hooves. Sure, you can. I mean, you'd put they'd find a way to breathe around your stupid hoof. Nah, you need you need that soft foot pad, which can, can uh, you know create a suction seal against the mouth, like in the thick. I wrote about this whole <laughs> situation. Ah. Also in the fic, he has a lot of wet t-shirts. He doesn't even try them on. Just, he does, just a pile it, of them. Yeah, it's it, in the trophy room. In the, in the fic, he put all of his shirts in the dryer, but some inconsiderate roommate of his moved them out of the dryer to dry his own shirts because he was in a hurry. Yeah, and now he's left with all these wet t-shirts. And these big, nasty, stinky feet. Oh, no. <laughs> I guess I'll have to wrap these t-shirts around my stinky feet. And then go on a squishy walk. <laughs> Four ninety nine. Uh, find uh, out more. At, at, where would I sell that for four ninety nine? I don't uh, even know. I don't know. Systemmasterypodcast.com on, on, on the Amazon Kindle Amazon store. Amazon slash feet slash nasty. I mean, I might also, if I could get a ha- my hands on a Whiphead costume, we could do it on Clips for Sale. <laughs> clips for Sale? If uh, if I could get it on. If I, if I could, if get, I could it get it on. <laughs> if I could just find a Whiphead costume. If I could just be a Whiphead. Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, he gets up into the danger room, and he starts pressing buttons and stuff. He to- starts beepity-booping, and at first, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Like, he hits a button, and like a giant pillar just comes and slams into a dozen students. Yeah, and knocks them all over and shit. And then he, like, drops razor wire on them, and, they're, and, and they get all electrocuted. And they're like, ah, zombie, ah. And then he presses a third button, the open the floor up for punji stakes, and as one, all the zombies jump out of the way, because they're... They're, they have accessed the collective memory that knows how to deal with this room. I was going to say, I think it's mostly just when, that enough have shown up now mm. that the the like mental capacity of the zombies 
is enough that they're like, oh, we can react to things. Yeah. Like, we can use the Force now. See, I think it might be one way or the other. It could be that. It could be collective intelligence. It could be that they, at first it took, the, it took the zombie a second, or the zombie collective, a second to react, but what they did was they reached into the collective memory of all the students they have, and they're like, oh, yeah, we know what this room is and how to deal with it. Like, it might have also literally been the moment that Rat died. Uh, it's like, hey, Rat's really good at this fucking shit, and we just, we just adopted him into the collective. Well, yeah, there we go. Yeah. But... It says that they, like, jump back a second before the stuff even happens, which makes it seem like they've got some sort of force sense. Oh, God, they're just the computer on hard mode. Yeah. Yeah. It's just garbage now. I mean, they have lots of force sense. I mean, the zombie collective is, like, dozens and hundreds of Jedi. Yeah, but normally they haven't been able to do anything. Like, you know, no zombie has been like, oh, I'm going to, like, telekinetically pull someone over here or anything. Well, I think that's just because they don't need to. (laughs) They don't need to. Yeah. Why, why waste the time when you can just run at someone as a massive falling apart meat chunks? <laughs> so, uh, anyway, he, he's, there's zombies starting to break their way up into the room that he's in, uh, and his buttons don't really work anymore. But wouldn't you know it, there's a friend in the room. There certainly is. Mm-hmm. The HK droid, the droid that Scabrous owns, uh, which Scabrous had modified from being an assassin droid into being a protocol droid. Well, no, that's, that's the way they come standard. Uh, we oh, learn in this secret, chapter yeah. that Zerka gets around the uh, the thing that says, hey, you can't make assassin droids by making protocol droids, mm-hmm. and then if you remove the restraining bolt, then they turn back into assassin droids. Yeah. So this HK droid has been following the HK-47 model of being like, uh, you know, hi, assassin droid, or HK droid, how are you? Uh, response, I am acceptable. You know that thing? Query, how are you doing today? Yeah, exactly. So he's like, hey, uh, you know you're an assassin droid, right? Uh, no, sir. I'm, I'm oh, response, a- I am a protocol droid. Mm-hmm. I have over a thousand languages that I can boop boop Yeah. And over the next 4,000 years, I'll find five million more. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's not a very good protocol droid. No. And, and, and uh, you know, it, for some reason, Tolk has enough time here to be like, no, look, you see those blast thingies you have over your eyes? That's because you fire lasers. Those, that's that's an assassin droid thing. And I'm like, why are you arguing with him? Just take the restraining bolt off. Yeah, I mean, eventually he's like, hold on. I'm, I'm done arguing. Let me just remove this and show you what's up. Yeah. So after a little talking to the HK droid, who is consist- consistently insistent that he is a protocol droid, the uh, the restraining bolt comes off and he's like, okay, I'm going to go murder those zombies. He doesn't even wait for a second. He's just like, oh, excuse me. Oops, I got uh, lasers to fire. Hold on one second. Turns his hands into lasers, walks into the room and fires a solid wall of lasers, cutting a million zombies in half. And not only does the restraining bolt take away the fact that he's a protocol droid and turn him into a murder bot, but also he stops talking like the video game. Which is weird because it means he stops talking like an assassin droid when he realizes he's an assassin droid. Well, I think it's because the other HK is broken. So it, it'd be like, yeah. oh, part of his protocol nonsense is still engaged, maybe. Maybe this guy's a perfectly functional assassin droid. Yeah, all he needed was the restraining bolt gone. Yeah. So now he's like, hey, I'm going to murder these guys. Hey, duck. And he turns his leg into like a flamethrower. Yeah, he's got a flamethrower knee. Yeah, he's just like, hold on, let me just whoosh. So he burns a bunch of the zombies and he lasers a bunch of the zombies, but he's not even really putting a dent in the numbers. And, you know, eventually Tolk's like, hey, I'm going to get out of here. You want to... You want to come with me? And he's like, what? Or stay here with the zombies? Yeah, obviously I'll leave. So now Tulk is hanging around with a really competent assassin droid. I'm putting smart money on those two to win. I mean, that's, I mean, that's a good team up. A, a, a immune to zombification droid mm-hmm. and a big hairy whiphead. Yeah. 
and ain't no zombie wanted to bite him because of his nasty, dank-ass feet. <laughs> and he's got so much protection in these layers and layers of wet t-shirts. I know. He's just virtually unstoppable. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's how Balder killed the Fenris as well. Was it Balder? Who put their foot in Fenris's mouth? Uh, I don't know. It was some Norse god, right? Tear? Like, was it Tear? I think Tear sounds right. He had like a, foot, a, a shoe that was so big that when he put it in Fenris's mouth, Fenris choked on it. He had a shoe so big it would choke this wolf. <laughs> and then they both died in that fight. <laughs> uh, Tom Petty, Filks. Filks? Uh, Filks, folks. Those are the, these are the Filks. <laughs> How you doing, Filks? <laughs> so uh, anyway, the two of them escape off into the snow. Indeed. And now our last chapter, we check right on back in with our... Our team that has traded out Raat for Master Hracken. Pretty good trade. So, you know, you went from an asshole with an injured arm to a Sith battle master. Mm -hmm. So, you know, good. Good trade. It's a good trade. But uh, they get outside. uh, They they kind of make their way out of the sewer and get up into the snow. And at this point, they settle right back into internecine fighting. So Hartwig's like, hey... Kendra, you got a cut on your neck. Did you get infected? And she's like, no, I cut myself on some metal or something. And Kraken's like, I'm not even worried about that. I'm worried that once you got cut, there was a whole bunch of infected blood flying around oh, in there. Oh, it's not even Kraken. Kraken is just standing there. That's right. Kraken's super passive in this scene. Yeah, Kraken's just looking off in the distance while Crab and Goyle are double-teaming Kendra, and that did not come yeah, out nope. the way I wanted to. I don't think that came out the way anyone came. Go ahead. Unka Scooge! There it is. You can fix it with a quick Unka Scooge. So they are like, oh, but, you know, even if you only cut yourself on, like, a piece of metal from the wall, there was a lot of zombies we cut up, and maybe their blood got in it. You could be infected. We don't know. Yeah, and then, of course, because this vil- this this scene has to get sexually aggressive, he's like, well, the only way we could be sure is if everyone strips down. Let's take off all of our clothes and make sure nobody's been bit somewhere that we can't see. Yeah. Kendra's like, are you fucking? Are you this fucking kidding? Is this for, uh, what? What the fuck ever? Fine. So she takes off her shirt and she stands there, covering, doing the 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 arms cup, crossed, the arms crossed move. Uh, and he looks at her and he's like, "Huh, you got your arms crossed, so I can't see your boobs." Whatever. And he turns around to eva- evaluate, you know, Mags. Yeah, Mags who- and uh, Hartwig both strip down. Yeah, and then they turn around and here's. Kraken already stripped shirt off. Kraken's got his shirt off, and he's covered in scars, and he looks all badass. He's got tattoos and yeah. nonsense, and he's just like, yeah, I'm a hard fucking sex beast. Oh, also, I'm a zombie. Oh, by the way. <laughs> so, so it turns out he's a massive zombie, Yeah, and he comes charging it at uh, Hartwig and immediately tears him apart. Yeah, just bites right into the dude's neck mm-hmm. and rips a huge, nasty chunk. And blood goes flying everywhere. Then he looks up and starts screaming at Mags, and right before he charges at Mags and murders him, Kendra cuts uh, Master Kraken right in half. Gets gets that head lopped directly off. Mm-hmm. And uh, then she's like, hey, Mags, go finish that off. Yeah. And, like, points to the slowly resurrecting body of Hartwig. Yeah, Hartwig is jerkily trying to sit back up. Yeah. And Mags is like, oh, my friend. I don't want to. This is like when I had to read Where the Red Fern Grows. <laughs> yeah, because after I read that, I had to go kill my friend. That's, that's how it is in Sith school. They keep making you read young boy adult no- or young boy novels where they have to kill their dogs, and then they make you kill another guy. <laughs> that's it. Yep. They made me read uh, Where the Red Fern Grows, and then Old Yeller. 
Yeah, and uh, another one. And some other one. <laughs> There's at least three. Uh, maybe Hatchet? Uh, did, did anyone have to kill anyone in Hatchet? Huh? Uh, uh, Red Badge of Courage, maybe? I don't know. I don't so, know anything. Red Badge of Courage isn't even about a boy. I know. <laughs> I mean, he has to go. He did have to watch about a boy. Yeah. Yeah, and then kill someone. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I think we're up to speed now. Marley and me. He had to watch Marley and me. <laughs> Turner and Hooch. He watched Turner and Hooch. He, he had to read the novelization of Turner and Hooch. Yeah, which, ooh, punishment enough in itself. <laughs> you ain't got the charisma of Tom Hanks to carry that. The novelization of Turner and Hooch has a surprising number of additional things added to it. There's a lot of developments that you would not expect. Oh, no. Well, I mean, one, <laughs> Turner just shits himself wherever he is. Constantly. And then he uses magic to re- remove it. It's a weird decision. Weird choice on the part of the novelization, but I stand by it. I, me too. It's one of my favorite books. <laughs> so, uh, Mags does go over and just, like, bisect Hartwig and is like, oh, fine. All right, I guess I'll kill this zombie. And then he's like, all right, well, I killed my my friend who was zombifying. What now? What the fuck do we do? Now, this is the weirdest, because she's like, all right, well, I'm going to leave, and you're not. Yeah, because she goes, huh. And then just does a spin and cuts the Achilles tendons on Mags, and he obviously crumples to the ground screaming. He's like, ow, what the fuck? And she takes off because apparently Mags was too busy being sad about killing his friend to realize, like, another couple dozen zombies were charging after them. Yeah, so so she's basically leaving him to slow the, slow the zombies down. Yeah, it's it's the old, I don't have to run faster than the zombies, just you. I don't really feel like this would work especially well. Like, well, some zombie will stop and bite him, but the other ones aren't going to bother. I mean, I feel like he'll get ed up by a few of them, but there's got to be enough that are just like, oh, there's no way I can get into that dog pile of dudes biting on that guy, so... I'm going to chase that lady. It's time to go after the other one. Yeah. Well, anyway, she goes running off into the snow, and Mags meets his end as well. And that means that we lost Rat and Hartwig and Mags and new character Kraken all right at one after the other, super fast. And Kendra is continuing to be one of the badasses. Yeah, I mean, Kendra, I don't, I don't think I can put money on Kendra making it because she's still a Sith. Mm-hmm. But I mean, <sighs> she's competent. She's competent, and I feel like she had a better chance. Than Rat. Mm-hmm. I mean, Rat survived for a while, but I did think he was eventually going to meet his end. Kendra might make it. Yeah, I feel like at this point, my money's on Kind or, or on Tolkien the HK droid to not make it, but to get real close. Yeah, like, I feel to like get Hest- into the ship, and then while he's taking off, like a zombie bites him. Yeah, I think Hestizo probably makes it. Rojo definitely does not. I, oh, I don't definitely. know. Yeah. I mean, because all we've gotten is his weird noir pulp detective shit yeah. every time he shows up, and I cannot wait for him to just die and then have a weird oh, it'll be the detective mo- moment where he talks to the sickness. Yeah, I've been talking about this the whole time. It'll be He'll go out the way that dude went out in The Shining. Yeah. He'll pop up at the... He'll be like, I'm here Hestizo, to save you. I found you. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm really looking forward to that. I'm living for that moment right now. I, I cannot wait. Schreiber, you better give that shit to me. Yeah, that's what I want. If not, you need to rewrite this book. <laughs> Come back, rewrite it. And if you do, please put in more hooks for what we do for our bonus content. Cause please you're, put you're, in more hooks for what happens to feces. <laughs> please put in more shit hooks. This doesn't have nearly enough shit hooks in it. Well, that's how the Sith deal with their poop. They put it on a shit hook and then throw it into the ocean. It, they're shit sky hooks. They go flying up into space or something. Whoop! <laughs> just, just a hook is just hanging there and you just put your poop on it and just fi- fires up into space. Shoom. Perfect. Well, no wonder they're so angry all the time. There's shit raining down on them. Oh, yeah. Well, also, they have to try and 
make their poop be on a hook. Yeah, that's not easy. I don't know. Like if you got to hold that. on to a shit and just like mold it onto the hook. Apparently, <laughs> such is Sith. Such power. <laughs> that's how uh, they get all that hatred. Oh, hold on for a second. This is a dry one. <laughs> uh, oh, it's crumbling. Oh. <laughs> God damn it. Why are we so gross? This Uncle Scooge, this whole episode. Man, we have. Uncle Scooge. We, we really need to uh, <laughs> find maybe a new book because this one seems to really be tickling that part of us. That makes us gross and nasty. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, everybody. Sorry this was such a raunchy podcast. Oh, it's fine. You love it. You love our raunchy podcast. Soon coming to, I don't know, XM Radio or some shit. Yeah, we're going to be on Raw Dog or something. Raw Dog. Yeah, if you're not listening to Gabriel Iglesias, you're listening to System, or sorry, Expounded Universe, and they're talking about poop hooks. Poop hooks. And Unka Scoogin. <laughs> that Unka Scooge. <laughs> well, anyway, those are all four of the chapters that we read this week. Who knows what, what horrors await us? Probably zombie stuff. Probably. So uh, until such time as we get to that, I think it's about time for us to wrap this bad boy up and maybe talk about, uh, you know, some housekeeping details. A little bit. We've got uh, a bonus content. We have so much bonus content that's available for you. Yeah, you just go right on over to patreon.com slash system mastery. You support us at the $2 or more level. You unlock bonus content for this show. The best Every bonus content. Week. Every, and here's what we do for that bonus content. We go onto Wookiepedia, a horrible place that you should avoid, but not us. We're, we're trained professionals. Uh, we go to Wookiepedia, and we find the dumbest, silliest stories of Star Wars ephemera history, and we bring them back and we tell them to each other. And not just each other. If you pay us at the $2 level, we also tell them to you. Yeah. It happens. It's such a good deal. And... You get the bonus content for the System Mastery podcast. That's usually about six episodes a month of content for $2 per System Mastery episode, which means, on average, you give us four bucks a month, you get six bonus episodes. It's great. It's an amazing deal. Now, it's, if you want to bump that up to five, you also get the afterthought. Now, you may think to yourself, that's a huge bump for one more episode, but it's the best episode. It's the best episode, and it gives you exclusive access to our Discord channels. You can get into that afterthought channel, the Patreon channel. We're far more likely to respond to people, things people say in there. That's yeah. just It's just true. And well, you can get in there and mm-hmm. talk to the other exclusive members. Yeah. There are memes that only exist for uh, patrons. Yeah, those And sclusies. we won't say what they are because they're only for patrons. Yeah. I mean, we're not patrons, so we don't even know what they are. No. Yeah. I couldn't know. Yeah. It's impossible for us to know. We can't actually make any sense of what people say in the Afterthought channel. We can see in there because we're admins, but it's all just weird runes and symbols to us. Yeah. I think they might be summoning something. Yeah, it could be. It could also just be that we can read, but they're summoning something in there or yeah. speaking in Coptic or something. I don't know. It's ancient Atlantean. It, oh, that's good. But it's an easier language than modern Atlantean. Yeah. Modern Atlantean is nothing but punching people going, huh. Good God. I just, well, I just I watched the Aquaman movie recently, and every time that uh, Momoa does anything in that movie, exerting, he kind of adds a, ha, yeah, every single time. Good. It gets, it's weird. It's like watching a video game version of the movie. <laughs> Good. Uh, so, yeah, we will uh, see all of you lovely patrons mm-hmm. in a little bit for our bonus content. And for everyone else, we'll see you next week. God bless you. Yeah. Make some money and give it to us. Yeah, fucking yeah. Yeah, let's do it. 
No, I, I'm kidding. Do what you want. But thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week with yet more Star Wars content. And until such time as we do, I've been Elan Sleesbagiano. And I need to burn the death sticks down. Oh. The whole world. <laughs> I'm really glad you went that way because I was all set to have him shit himself. Yeah. <laughs> and I shit a death stick. <laughs> thank you so much. Good night. Good night.